Hey guys, welcome back to the Palmetto Shore Church Podcast. We just kicked off another Sunday night seminar, and this is uh, in the month of May, 2022. And Howard Henry is with me. Uh, Howard, you want to say hey to the people? Hello, everybody. Uh, And Howard just kicked off Acts. We're going to be just studying Acts chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4. And tonight we covered Acts chapter 1. So we're super excited about it, looking at uh, the Acts church. Uh, so just a few things, Howard, I want to ask you about just the context of the book. Um, first, you t- told us a little bit about the author. So who is the author of the book of Acts, and what are a few things that are important about him that, that would be helpful for us to know? Well, yeah, we did take a minute to, to look at Luke, because Luke is the author of Acts. And one of the things that we clarified up front, kind of got everybody understanding, is there are lots of things we know about Luke, but then technically... There, there's some variations to it. Luke is, mm-hmm. you know, he was not an apostle, but um, believed to be a Gentile and a doctor and things of that nature. And really, we, we did that in terms of taking his gospel, Luke, and that story, and Acts really being the continuation of mm-hmm. that. It's really from Luke, you know, so that continuation of the story with the gospel being the story of, of Jesus' ministry here on earth and Acts being a continuation. So understanding who he is, um, medical background, he, he does have a close relationship to Paul and things of that nature, and also understanding that he was not a key eyewitness, an eyewitness, an apostle mm-hmm. to, to the ministry of Christ. So as we get ready to look at his book and what, and what he's laid out there, understanding that about him was, was key. Yeah, man, I love one of the things, one of the little um, facts you mentioned is that uh, Luke is a, uh, responsible for 27% of the New Testament. So between uh, the Gospel of Luke, which Luke wrote, and then the book of Acts, those combined are more than a quarter of the entire New Testament that Luke was responsible for, which is a pretty big deal. Um, and like you said, uh, if you want to, you, and I think this is how you said it, you can kind of see Luke and Acts almost as one story, one continuous story written, yeah. by, written by the same author. Um, wh- is there anything in particular that you saw that connected Luke to Acts? The, I'm sorry, the Gospel of Luke to Acts? I know we went back and read some of, the, some of the passages there, but was there one or two things in particular that you saw connecting the book of Luke to the book of Acts? Yeah, I think you've got to, to go back and do that. We did that. We went back and read the last most of the last chapter, but really um, the significant thing is there in, in the last chapter, I think it's verse 44, um, talking about you know Jesus' final command and where he you know opens their minds mm. uh, to the mm-hmm. change. And that's really what you, you see. Is, is Acts really doesn't make sense if you don't understand that part that comes from, from Luke and what he, he lays out there. And, um, that's, that's a key. To it and, and the change in Peter and things of that nature. So um, that is verse 44 and, and 45. Um, 45 being, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Awesome. If you don't have that from from Luke, then then it's a, easy to miss a lot of what happens to, in Acts and the impact. So certainly, um, it really is. It's it's the story of Jesus' ministry with the gospel being when Jesus is here and Acts being the part of how he does it through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, his ascension in the Holy Spirit. Um, same story, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, you, you said this very, I don't I think you asked it as a question a number of times. It was more of like a rhetorical question, <laughs> but you sort of asked like, 
how Acts is answering the question, how will the ministry of Jesus continue? Mm-hmm. So we've got the, the Gospel of Luke, which is all about Jesus and his ministry, his life, his death, his resurrection. But then it's like the question, how will it continue? And, and you, you showed us how that, that's what the book of Acts is trying to answer. Um, and really, we first get a picture of that answer at the beginning in Acts chapter 1. And this really central verse, really to the whole book of Acts, um, I've heard someone say before, this is sort of like the thesis statement of the book of Acts. It's Acts 1-8. And um, this, is this, this is a first, at least, answer to how will the ministry of Jesus continue. Uh, Acts 1-8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And uh, you took a minute in our session tonight and talked a little bit about the significance of that verse. Uh, but what's, a, what's just a few things that stand out as being um, significant about Acts 1-8 in particular? Well, I, I think, uh, I hope I also said, I mean, you could do a whole year on that verse, <laughs> especially if you, when you break down um, the Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth mm-hmm. part. But literally, I mean, that verse, it's the last thing Christ tells you mm. before he leaves. I mm-hmm. mean, verse 9, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Mm-hmm. Jesus, <laughs> it's important when he has this be the last thing he tells you. Mm-hmm. So how that verse doesn't hold the weight that you just talked about, mm-hmm. uh, I don't understand how he could argue against that. Mm-hmm. And that's what he chose to, to say. And, and part of what we talked about tonight you know, you'll receive this power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We broke down that witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And there's, I'd encourage people, because we didn't go too far in depth, to really mm-hmm. look into why he said that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's cool. your neighbor, and mm-hmm. that's your community, mm-hmm. and that's the world around you and to the end of the earth. And mm-hmm. what he's saying there, and um, what he's not saying. He's not saying go to one or the other. And so, mm. you know, kind of looking at the whole thing is, can change your life for sure, and especially that context of this is what he chose to be the last thing he said. Um, so that, that's the obvious reasons why it's so impactful. I know one of the things, you know, we're talking about the, the Acts church. We're talking about, like, we're going to be witnessing in these first four chapters, really the birth of the church. And I think one of the things we're going to consistently see is that there is a, uh, a mission-driven aspect to the church whatever it means to be the church there has a part of it has to be the fact that we are on jesus's mission we are carrying out these orders that he has given us and i think here's just a great example of of what jesus meant when he wanted to send people out he wanted them in the power of the spirit to take the news about what he had done and who he was and to fill the earth with that message um so then really the whole second half of uh acts chapter one kind of revolves around this narrative of uh, trying to figure out what to do now that Judas is no longer considered one of the apostles uh, because of his um, betraying Jesus. And from verses 12 to 26, we kind of get the story of what happens next. So as you already said, Jesus, and, and we believe this here at Palmetto Shores, that uh, after Jesus resurrected, he resurrected bodily. We actually read in uh, back in Luke. We went back and read in Luke where he, he ate fish uh, mm-hmm. with his disciples. So he has. So he's a real. He's a yeah. resurrected human being, and then he ascends to into heaven, back to the the right hand of the Father, 
and then what happens next. So why don't you talk us through just a couple of the key uh, points of this second half of Acts chapter 1 and why it was important for them to replace Judas with a 12th apostle. Okay, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's an important piece, the story itself. Unless I'm answering this question now in terms of the story itself. Cool. I think that there's another question as into the why of the mm-hmm. story. Is cool. There. But the, the question itself um, really kind of comes into Jesus has chosen the apostles. He's chosen the 12 um, apostles to represent and lead the 12 tribes of Israel. We reference the scripture um, in Matthew Mm-hmm. where it talks about the 12 leaders of the 12 tribes will be sitting with him up in heaven mm-hmm. in the end times, things of that nature. So that is a Christ-created 12 roles, um, that he, a part of his plan. So it's a very important. It's not something that could go with, you know, just, oh, well, let's get one more or anything like that. So it's <laughs> Christ-given. It, it, it goes throughout his plans to the end time, as you can see you know, in, the, in reference there in Matthew. Mm-hmm. So it's very important as part of his plan and it also you know through the story you can see how they're able to bring the old testament in and start to use it to go forward um Mm -hmm. as as things transition so that's important it's not the full why but Mm -hmm. that's one of the pieces that that come in so um jesus has created it it's a role he has it's very important they've got to fill that role so you gave a you gave some brief uh, thoughts on like what an apostle is. Right. Um, you said that apostle is one who's sent, um, one who's been instituted by Jesus, and then there was a particular quality, one particular quality that that was necessary to be an apostle. And and so what, why don't you talk about that for a second? Good. Yeah, it's being an eyewitness to the ministry of Christ. That's right. And this is this. I should have gone further into that here. That is, he's chosen that format. These individuals and the other disciples around them, they are the eyewitnesses who go out and spread the gospel. And it's, you know, it gets real exciting here in the next couple of verses if they do that. But that's what those roles are. And there are going to be no more apostles because at this point he has ascended. Apostle, again, one who is eyewitness. So at that point, when he's ascended, there will be no more eyewitnesses. And this is his plan for the church. Um, and... Obviously, I mean, he's given that final command, go out and spread it, and they do. So that's how important it is to him to have that. Um, but there's more power to that test. I saw this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, it, we all know it from our daily lives that I witness power and testimony. Um, and that's what he chooses to use. Yeah, that's awesome. So you got the uh, apostles. Um, one of the things I love, the first thing they do is before they even make, try to make, start making any decisions or anything, they just come together and pray. Correct. And, and you, you really encourage us. Like that's a, uh, such an important reminder that, um, again, just like we said a second ago, if the church, part of the church's role is to be a church on mission, then another huge important part of the church is that we should be a church that's praying, uh, a church that is seeing prayer f- infiltrate everything we do. Well, we talked about, so verse 12, Mm -hmm. then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. It talks about those praying, those who were present, which is the 11, and then they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. So, basically, you have Jesus give them a final command, go and tell the world about me. Mm -hmm. 
And when they leave there and they go back, before they do anything, the first thing they do is a body coming together after Jesus has left is pray. Mm-hmm. That is the first act of the body of believers of Christ. That's right. They go together and they pray. Mm-hmm. That is not happenstance. I mean, <laughs> Jesus has just left. He's given them a command. They come together and they pray. So if it doesn't make the importance of that to fulfill an office that Christ is in state as their first action outside of that, then uh, we'd be, you're crazy to miss that. So that's very important from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. And in terms of what well, we talked about acts and con- applying it to PSC, well, that's very clear on what you had to do mm-hmm. and the Acts Church did. That is the first act they did. That's awesome. So prayer is there for sure. And then, um, and then really the second thing that happens is as they begin to seek out fulfilling this final 12th apostle, they're doing it in accordance with the scriptures. And you made a couple key points about why that was important. And so why don't you talk us through um, why does it matter that they were following this, the Old Testament scriptures as they sought to fulfill this 12th position as, as the 12th apostle? Yeah, there's there's a lot, obviously, to that. But Mm -hmm. again, the the importance here, they need God's will. This is how the church is going forward. So, you know, they do prayer. They come together. Um, And part of what you see here is Peter understanding um, what we read in Luke. Christ has opened their minds Mm -hmm. to the Scriptures and how it's pointing this. That's a major thing you see here and how you can apply that go forward that's how the church comes to be that's how the new testament really comes to be. and as they see that you know they we ref, we talked about the two scriptures from psalm 69 25 and 109 8 mm-hmm. which aren't directly related but in, in the first one I, I reference it's about a treacherous man with david and then it's the second one's how they deal with that and that that office must be replaced and while they're not directly dealing with judas they understand that the scripture has laid out ways to deal with what they're facing there today. Um, so they've prayed about it. Christ has opened their mind about it. They follow that path. They deal with people that they've been in community with. Um, they know they must take this step because they've looked at the scripture. And so they, they've gone to the scripture. They've gone to prayer. They know where to go and, and they're able to get their answer. Yeah, man, it's awesome. So, so even just from this first chapter, uh, we're seeing a church that is listening to Jesus' commands, uh, waiting for the Spirit, praying together, and now committing themselves to the Bible, committing themselves to the Scriptures. And Jesus has opened their minds to see that all the Scriptures really have been pointing to Him. All the Scriptures have been pointing forward to Jesus. And now they're just like, again, that same question you asked earlier. How will, uh, how will the ministry of Jesus continue? we're starting to see, even just from in this first chapter, exactly how. Mm-hmm. And it will be as the church coming together to be the church. Um, there was uh, this last final thing I, w- I just want to mention uh, is at the very end of verse 26, when the um, group finally decides to make a decision about um, who's going to be the 12th apostle, um, the way they do it is they cast lots. And you made an interesting observation about this casting lots thing. And then maybe this can even kind of just set up next week's conversation. So don't feel like you have to give all the, all the <laughs> answers away. That was a, We had a fun time with that tonight. But um, at least just get us going on wh- what's going on with this casting lots thing. And then share with us your, your observation about, about verse 26. 
Well, they, they've, again, what we talked about in the last answer, they've prayed about it. They have, you know, they've had the candidates are looking at to fill that space. They are willing. They've been in ministry for years. Uh, so they're praying about it. They're seeking God's will. They've seen how Scripture applies. Um, again, referencing the two I've talked about. Uh, and then they cast lots, which is, in the Old Testament, a biblical way of, of getting God's answer and will. Um, you know, there's discerned will, there's clear will, um, and that's one way they do it. But after this point, you don't see that in Scripture mm. because of what we're going to study in chapter when we do the second part to next week. So that answer will come. This is exactly why, but this is the last time in Scripture that you mm-hmm. see them discern God's will through, through casting of lots um, because something changes as we go forward. Awesome. So uh, so here's where we are in the story, guys. Jesus has come. He has lived a perfect life. He died for sinners. He rose from the dead. He, he walked around with the disciples for 40 days. Then he ascended. And uh, before he ascended, he told them to wait for the, for the power that would come from on high from the Holy Spirit. So they've gathered together. They've begun to pray together. And even already, they're committing themselves to the word. They've replaced the 12th uh, apostle. And they've cast lots. God's uh, will was revealed. And then what we're going to see next week is um, really just a a huge shift, a huge transition in history, really, and in the history of the life of the church especially. And so I'm super excited to come back next week and dive into chapter 2. And uh, as always, you can always jump in. Even if you weren't here this Sunday night, you can always jump in and come Sunday night. And if not, we'll continue to to put this, um, this content out here. Um, Howard, any last thoughts from you on chapter one uh, before we uh, head head to chapter two next week? No, it's it's, it's it really is ex- it's exciting in itself, and, and the one you know how the importance of going back to Luke and seeing how God, Christ has opened their mind to how the Scripture really is very important into how we operate as a church mm-hmm. in terms of the inspired Word and the mm-hmm. Scripture, all what it points to, mm-hmm. um, and God's you know speaking through people and, and things of that nature. So that's a big, yeah. and, and it's big, but next week is exciting. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, it's all important, but next week is usually your, your page turner. So uh, definitely come out if you can. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, hey, thanks again. Uh, we, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. And, and again, if you, if you want to jump in with us, we'll be here Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Uh, for the first four Sundays in May. And we'll be studying this, this awesome book of Acts, looking at the Acts Church. Uh, thanks, Howard. We'll look forward to it next week, Thank and uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys later.